You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, I'm Shazzy Hunt and you are listening to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. And this is our weekly Ask an Expert episode where I dive into a topic with a beauty expert. Quick question, how often would you use your makeup brushes and sponges? I'm thinking once a day or maybe at least a few times a week. Okay, same question but slightly different. How often would you wash your makeup brushes? Yep, I thought so and I'm totally guilty of it too. Look, no one wants a germ party in their beauty kit but in addition to it being kind of icky, it could also be potentially detrimental to your skin undoing all that hard skincare work we all do so tirelessly and it maybe even result in something nasty like breakouts. Now, knowing you need to clean your makeup brushes and tools is one thing, but actually doing it and doing it well is quite a different story. So that's why I've invited back Sydney-based makeup artist and TikTok beauty guru, Ellen Malone, to give us the real deal on how to do the job right. Ellen, great to have you back on the You Beauty podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm very excited. Although I feel like, oh, I'm going to be the bearer of bad news today. You are the grim reaper of our beauty routines today. Yes. First things first, are there hard and fast rules about how often you should be cleaning your makeup tools, brushes? So my professional brushes I clean after every job because I'm obviously working on different clients. My personal brushes I wash at least every second day. That's a lot more than I thought you would say. Yeah. So in (laughs) fairness, because I'm doing my face every day and the kind of work that I do, I literally have a clean brush section and a dirty brush section. And as I use my brushes, I put them into the dirty. And because of the type of work I do, I'm like straight away, I finish filming, grab my brushes, go and give them a swish. That's interesting because we mortals don't have two sets. And I do think about that sometimes when I go, oh, I'll clean it. And like, oh, I need it in an hour or in a few hours. Okay, so So let me me hook you up with a little strategy here that's going to make your life so much easier. Because I appreciate I'm in an unusual situation because of the type of work that I do. Most people have one set of brushes that they bought 85 years ago and it's all sitting together in a little makeup bag in the bathroom, which we'll talk about in a minute. So this is what Uh you do. Everything is wrong. You're like, everything is wrong today. Is that that bad? Okay, so this is what you're going to do. You can get quick dry brush cleaning. Cleaners. They are fantastic for your like in a little in between. You need to just give your brush a touch up. Mac makes a fantastic one. Cinema Secrets makes a fantastic one. You pop it onto a cotton pad. You go wipe, wipe, wipe. It takes off all the excess product and it sanitizes your brush and it's dry in thirty seconds. This is like a dry shampoo. Like it's only this is a dry shampoo. You know, exactly. You can't just keep using it forever. Tell me how we yes. should properly cleanse our brushes and tools. Yes. What are the steps? So I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is yes, you need to do it a lot more frequently, and I can so almost frequently. hear you all going and grabbing your brushes <laughs> while you're listening. <laughs> just to do it while you're listening. Yeah, do while you're listening. You grab your brushes. Meet me back here in ten seconds. Okay, so, and then again in two days. And again in two days. <laughs> so I would say for a normal person that's doing their makeup, you know, say most days throughout the week, whatever, I think weekly is sufficient. In most cases, that's really sufficient. If you're working as a makeup artist, if you're doing the kind of work that I do, that's a different thing. You need to wash your brushes all the time because they're in such high rotation. But for most people, really, weekly is about it. So you want to grab your kettle, boil the kettle, grab yourself some sard wonder soap. Oh, okay. You know, like the laundry cake soap from the supermarket. Little brush washing mat if you can. It's okay if you don't have one. Sigma Beauty makes some great ones. You can even buy them at Kmart. They're like a little plastic mat with little plastic nobbles, right? So you're going to get your brush, dip it in warm water, not hot. So you want to mix your boiling and your cool. So just warm water helps to break down the oil. Swish your brush, get a little bit damp, 
rub it onto your sad wonder soap, set it aside just to soak for a minute, a little bit like when you're treating a stain on your clothing. So you want to go, right, wash, set it aside, wash, set it aside, set it aside, set it aside. When you've done all of them, you come back, rub them back and forth on your little brush washing mat, swish it around in clean water until the water comes clean, squeeze out the hairs. So one important thing, try not to get the handle wet. You don't want the water going inside the ferrule. So the little bit, you know where that sort of silver metal bit. Metal thing. I was like, Precisely. you used a fancy word for it. And you're metal going, joiny fancy to brush. Metal joiny to <laughs> brush Joiny to wood and brush hairs. <laughs> so that's called the ferrule, right? Yeah. And you don't want water getting inside there because if it gets inside the roots of the hairs, it's going to tend to loosen the glue and that's when you end up with little bits of brush hairs mm, all over your face. there, yep. Although I'll tell you something, the other reason why you've got that is because you're not washing your brushes enough. Oh. And the oil. <laughs> you're like, no. Busted. Because the oil from your products is ending up in the root of the brush anyway. because it's not getting cleaned. Mm. And then, you know, so if you want your brushes to last forever, the more often you clean them correctly, the longer they will last for you. I still have a MAC brush that I bought 20 years ago that is still in perfect condition. After you've done that, so squeeze it, it out. Yeah, squeezed it, rubbed yep. it, and then flat on a towel to dry. Or you can get little brush drying racks. So I have a little brush drying rack that you can hang them up upside down so that all the water runs out of the ferrule. I got mine just from Amazon. It's just a little bamboo one. And you want to leave them until they're completely dry before you use them again. Is there different processes involved if it's a sponge or any other kind of beauty tool? Say, for example, if it's a spatula or something like that, you can use isopropyl alcohol to just sanitize. Oh. That's fine. Sponges, again, this is going to be unpopular. They're almost impossible to completely sanitize. So I personally do sad wonder soap and then I put them through the wash in a lingerie bag and I chuck them out once a month. Yeah. Okay. And on clients, fresh sponge every time. Okay. So that beauty blender you've had for two years, I'm sorry, it's over. Let it go. <laughs> You're wondering why you keep getting a pimple in that spot there? Yes. That's probably why. Can I tell you a horror story about sponges? Tell me. Okay. <laughs> I had a bridal client a little while ago. You know, we'd done a trial and that had all gone really well. And then the run up to the wedding, I got a phone call saying she was in hospital with a staph infection Ooh. from a dirty sponge oh. that she used on a broken pimple that she'd squeezed. It's all bad. It just It's like a bomb that keeps exploding, that one. Poor thing. And she ended up getting married and it was a whole thing, but it was very, very stressful for her. So, yes, cautionary tale, please don't use your old sponges. Yeah. Are there any things you shouldn't do when you're cleaning your brushes and tools and sponges? Don't use what I would call wimpy detergents. So a lot of cosmetic products are oil-based. So your old-fashioned soaps, which are oil-based, fun fact, generally will break down the gunk a little bit better. I find that a lot of people are using like their random hand wash or something like that to try to clean their brushes. It's not going to have the guts to get all of the gunk out of the brushes, particularly your more oil-based gunk, that kind of thing. So thank me later. You're going to have a better result. I guess, as you mentioned, we do spend a lot on our brushes. Cleaning them is important, but you also want to keep them intact. You mentioned not touching the ferrule as much as you can with water or anything else. Is there anything else you need to do? Because I think when I'm squeezing them, I'm always Mm, a bit upset that you're scrubbing them the wrong. Okay, so let's talk about that. So you want to treat your brushes like you would gently a little puppy. So don't (laughs) scrub the bristles the wrong way. Don't push them all out of shape. You want to make sure that you're really always gentle with a brush, reshaping the bristles in the correct direction. You can also get little mesh, like they're called brushes brush guards and you slide them down over the handle and it helps to reform the bristles. So if you've got a brush that's kind of gone all skew-f like an old Barbie doll's hair, you know, and it's all poking out everywhere, while it's still damp, you pop the brush guard on and it's going to help to actually reshape the bristles so that it's perfect and just like you bought it yesterday. You know, brushes are to make up as pans are to cooking. 
So if you've ever had like that one really fantastic quality pan, you have it for 20 years, you look after it, you season it, you care for it, you don't let anybody else touch it, you know, and it goes forever and ever and ever. Makeup brushes are very much the same. That a really beautiful quality brush, I've got some Japanese handmade brushes, honestly, that I'll have for 30 years. It's just so well made. So that's my advice is get the best brushes that you can and then really look after them and you have them for 20, 30 years. Any advice on where to start if you are starting your collection or looking at your current collection and going, oh, the hairs are all falling out, it's time to get some new ones? And it's time to start fresh. Okay, so there's a couple of different brands that I recommend. There's an incredible independent brand called Refa, and they do handmade Japanese makeup brushes. So the Japanese really are the gold standard of makeup brushes. They're very reasonably priced. The other brand I work with a lot that I love and I use in a lot of my videos is BK Beauty. They're an American brand. They are all synthetic, so if you are vegan as well, they're vegan-friendly beautiful quality brushes and just really clever designs in the brushes. And if you want to go a little bit fancy with your brushes, okay, there's two brands that are like, if you want to spend some coin and you're like, whatever, Ellen, just give me the best one, <laughs> you can go the Ray Morris brushes. So her brushes are magnetic and they come with this little A-frame so that you can actually stand them up on a magnetic stand so you don't even have to put them in a brush pot. I think a lot of us are guilty of, you know, you use one brush and you stick it, it back down. in yeah. with all of your other brushes and then it's going to tend to transfer bacteria and then you don't wash the other ones when no. you wash that one. And, <laughs> yeah, And it's not something you need to be really paranoid about, but you wouldn't eat off old cutlery, you know. So especially anything that's going around your eyes, anything that's going around your mouth, that's a high infection risk. So you just want to be a bit conscious of that. Tell me about storage of yes. makeup tools and brushes. Is there a right way, a wrong yes. way, and anything that's going to yes. help them live longer and yes. stay nicer? Absolutely. So your number one enemy for makeup storage and tool storage is moisture. Hands up if you're keeping your makeup in the bathroom. Hand is up. It's all right. <laughs> Producer booth hands are up. <laughs> this is a place of forgiveness. Okay, so I'm sorry to tell you this, but the bathroom is the worst place to store your makeup. Number one, because it's hot, and number two, because it is damp. Yep. So you think about like the mold that they goes love in it. the bathroom. Bacteria central. Yep. Bacteria loves it. You know, they say that the bathroom is like the dirtiest room in the house because the kitchen gets wiped down all the time. All of that mold is growing inside your makeup. Oh, I don't need a visual of that. Moldy <laughs> mm, face. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. And you know, you get like that film on your powders where it starts to go kind of greenish and that's mold yeah good yeah. you can't just scrape it off <laughs> don't scrape it off just, <laughs> no, throw that's it away. just throw it away it's done your higher risk items that you need to be more careful about is mascara lip gloss eyeliner and lip liner so anything that's cream or liquid or wax that goes around your eyes or goes around your lips hands up if you've ever kept a mascara for more than a year i promise yeah. not to look so hands are up again i'm just holding one up Do very you know guiltily what? Three months. Oh. Mm. You can't rescue it. I'm sorry. Mm. You've really so just got to accept that kind it. Of thing. On there's TikTok, a lot of that. About, yeah, yeah, bring it back to life. Yeah, all bring it back to, to life, all of that. No. And you've got to remember that cosmetic companies go to great expense for stability testing, to test their preservatives, to test what's actually going to work, you know, in terms of the real world usage. I would say the other big thing is making sure if you can, sanitize your makeup before you put it away. Which I know that you're going, what? What do you mean? What yes. do you mean? How do I do that? So <laughs> isopropyl alcohol, clean on your insides of your palettes, clean the insides of your lids. Because I know that you've all got an old eyeshadow palette from 2002 <laughs> sitting in a drawer. It's got a little blue shimmer in it from as you was know, popular at the time. <laughs> and I get it. And look, so my rule of thumb is if you're really not sure when you bought it, if it looks the same as when you bought it, if it smells the same, if it's performing the same, it's probably fine. But um, maybe give it a wipe. But maybe... <laughs> 
a little bit of ice or cold doesn't hurt. Yes. Ellen, thank you so much for making our beauty routine much more sparkly and clean than it probably was before. Thanks so much, Shazie. I've had a great time. And thanks for listening today. Our show's executive producer is Talisa Vazaz. Audio production is by Leah Porges and I'm your host, Shazzy Hunt. Tune back into You Beauty tomorrow for our weekly beauty news episode. Bye.